You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, 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 please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. More important than that, because social media is whatever, man. Just, just clockradiospeakers.com. You can get all previous 400 some odd episodes of the show. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash CRS podcast. You know, Streets is here. We here. Doc is here. What's going on, man? It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful weekend because uh, it's March Madness. Yes. UCon- UConn won yesterday convincingly, which is, which is exciting. It's good. I listen. No, 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 no. I meant to call you out. I meant to send you a text. Y'all, y'all cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that dude is. Which one? <laughs> I can't. Just that big dude. He is not between the ages of 18 and 22. He is 35. There is no way. <laughs> he does look He does look like he would have come out of uh, college in like the late 90s. Yes. He looks. He already looks like somebody who used to play for the New York Knicks in the yes. 90s. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's uh, Adama Sonogo. He is. Uh, he is just bully. He's going to bully ball people. And then what's great is when he needs to rest. His backup, our freshman off the bench, is seven three, and he backup seven three freshman seven three, and he blocks everything in sight for against shorter teams. So like, it's a problem. It's it's nice. It's, let me let me let me see them. Let me see the March Madness bracket because so many people's bracket have been busted. Oh man, it was great because we got to watch that game yesterday, and then after that we were feeling good, and so we were trying to figure out what's the next. Because you know, at this every other game, I just want to see like drama, upsets, or whatever, you know. Yeah. And we kind of settled in. We watched that whole Purdue game. Watched them get upset. It was just beautiful, man. Sorry, Purdue fans. I don't. Tr- I don't trust Purdue basketball. I never <laughs> have. I just I turned because I I didn't watch much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball. This college basketball, and I looked. I was like, Purdue's the number one seed, huh? What? Yeah, and then they lost to a. They lost in the first round. Like, of course they did. Who y'all got in the second round? Y'all got. We got St. Mary's, who's pretty oh, good. Okay. They're pretty good. So, I mean, like, you know, like I, I, I should like the days of like Cinderella teams and all that stuff. Like, that's not what it was 10, 15 years ago. Like, a lot the, of I mean, these the, teams yeah. are, are good. The three point shot has changed a lot, right? Obviously, um, but um, but yeah, you know, uh, players can transfer. It's just, you know, it's just different. You know what I mean? So, and also in a weird way, because you've got stuff like the G League, um, you get mm-hmm. now these really high impact freshmen who normally would be in the NCAA. Instead, they're going to play in the G League for a year and then they'll come and then they'll just go pro after that. So you're even missing maybe a smidge of that top end talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's gotten a little bit of a flattening effect for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, I, you know, um UConn played well. It was good. See, it's, I'm glad we recorded today. If we were to record it last weekend, where I was like, we lost in the Big East tournament. And then on my mm-hmm. birthday, Marissa and I went to go to a UConn hockey playoff game and they lost. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my birthday? Come on, man. So I, I was just, I was like, <laughs> come on, don't do this to me. Um, Y'all knew I was here. Y'all knew I was coming. You man. knew I was here. Um, but um, but now, you know, um, nice. looking forward to hopefully we don't blow the. The basketball game tomorrow. Uh, UConn women are in the tournament. Obviously, it's, it's this is peak Connecticut time right now. We're all very excited. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Gino's still there. Yeah, yeah. He's old man. Okay. He's so old. Yeah, he's really old. He was old. He was old in the nineties. Nah, he wasn't old in the nineties. He was. Uh, he, he was. Nah. Nah. 
he had the he had the hunchback with the with the dried like sort of curl with the little shag underneath it. No, that now he's the old man. Now he looks like the the grandpa from Up, the old man from Up. You know, you know <laughs> he looks like that guy now. <laughs> Dang, Gino! Shout out to Gino, man. That's crazy. I don't okay, envy I whoever. Like it's always like when you replace a legendary coach, like it's always hard. But like whoever whenever he decides to retire man i just do not envy whoever that person's going to be like that's an impossible it's an impossible ask yeah because because you have you have coaches like coach k who yeah is a winning coach but you've seen him lose you know a lot um and then i think there's like hybrids like pat summit where you've seen her yeah. win but you've also seen her dominant but all all of my natural life Whenever I think of women's basketball, UConn has always dominated. I've seen them lose, yeah. but I see them win a lot. We, so I, I in mean, a we, way that basically we we always go to the final four. Always. Yeah. Like yeah. so the fact that we haven't we haven't won a national title in like six or seven years, and it's people are like panicking because it's been six or seven years. <laughs> but we've been to the final four, even the championship game, every single time. We just haven't been able to do it. Uh this year has been the yeah. year from hell for the women's team. Um, at one point we had so many players injured that we had to, we had to reschedule a game because we didn't have enough players to meet the NCAA, um, standards. We were, we were, we were going out playing ranked teams with seven healthy players. Um, and we somehow <laughs> kept winning. So like, we're actually kind of getting a little healthier, which is good, but it's been, it's been a rough year. Mm. And yet there's still a number two with their number two seed. You know, if we didn't go to the final four, it would be, uh, it would be a pretty, pretty big story. So we'll see. It's high expectations, yeah. man. Every year it's like if you if you get to the final four, it's like, all right, you did okay. What kind of yeah. what kind of world is that, man? Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Enough basketball, man. What what, what are we talking about today? Speaking of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so Armand has had the idea for a little while to do, and other, I think people have even talked, like, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're on the yeah. Patreon and you've given this feedback or whatever, like the idea of basically, we've now been doing this show long enough to go back and do re-reviews, right? Albums maybe we talked about mm. once upon a time, go back and see how we feel about them now. And, and this yep. week marked the, the 10th anniversary of uh, his 2013 album, 2020 Experience. And so yep. this is actually in a weird way, like a fascinating thing to talk about for me. Right. Because okay. I don't know. We've all, I feel like collectively, everybody has like memory hold this album. And what I mean by that is like this album is just forgotten about, never talking about, but like rewind 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. This album sold 968,000 copies the first week. That's before they changed the numbers to account for whatever Spotify and, the, and those people were. That's, we're talking sales. They went almost platinum in a week double platinum in, in just over a month did does this include did they do like bundles and stuff with this might have been some bundles but not it was just people buying like people wanted this album uh it was critically it's acclaimed strange. like people yeah. loved this album it won multiple yeah. grammys it spawned uh he did a tour with jay-z that summer he did uh, the way they call it, like, Legends of the Summer or something like that. And yeah, then, they did. Um, and then he went and toured even more after that. Like, the, uh, when this album came out, as far as people were concerned, it was like, he's done it again, right? And this was coming off of, how long had it been since uh, Future Sex? Seven, seven years. Seven years almost. Yeah, six and a half, seven years. So a long time. A long time. Yeah. And... You know, he performed at like he the rollout for this was just impeccable. You know, he performed mm-hmm. at the Grammys. 
uh suit mm-hmm. you know he you know he performed there he debuted songs on like late night talk shows and like he yeah, he had this like whole comeback yeah you know mm-hmm. and people lost their mind for this album and i mean if you ask somebody now what's like the be- what are the best justin timberlake albums nobody mentioned absolutely zero people will mention this album they're gonna say they're gonna say it was good. Like, man, twenty twenty was was a good album, but they're immediately gonna jump to Future Sex and probably Justified after that. Yeah, and I think those are an interesting. I think those are interesting like albums to compare, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I just like I use this as an opportunity to go back and kind of like revisit Timberlake in general and try to figure out because like in twenty thirteen it felt like he was like on top of the world and could do no wrong basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think people see him that way now at all. So I'm just, I think it was I a want, mix oh, of, yeah, I was going to say it was a mix of things, but I think we can talk about those things as we re-review this album. Yeah. Um, Cause it was, a, it was a mix. It was a mix of things. Some things valid, some things like, ah, a <laughs> little nitpicky sure. as, as the internet can be. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you um, remember before, before we pick this topic, what did you remember about this album? Nothing. Yeah. See, <laughs> nothing. Like I remember liking it when yeah. when it first came out and we did the review. I remember my uh, the things that I didn't like. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, but it's not like it hasn't and, like and it, there's no imprint in culture at all from this album. You know what I mean? Nah, nah, not the way future like future sex. If justified again, justified is my favorite. Future sex is the most successful. I think because of the cultural impact that birthed the the stimulus package where. Justin and, and Timberland just had records that they were just giving to people. Hey, didn't finish this record. Here you go, Nelly Furtado. Here you go, Madonna. Like, just have at it. You know what I'm saying? Crafting and curating a, a, a sound in R&B and pop music for a period of time. Listen, that, that Danger and Timbo collab, collaboration, like, so they do, in 06, early 06, they do the Nelly Furtado album. Then they Great do the, album. Then they do the Justin album. Then they do Tim's album. Right, the way I are, which now has this bizarre, uh, uh, you know, shock value too. Yeah, shock value, which was incredibly successful, like ridiculously Mm -hmm. successful. Then he, then they really cash in and they get like the Madonna money and all of the money. You know, Danger goes on to do like, I mean, he he produced records for Khaled. I mean, he did We Taken Over. You know, like he had his own little run. Um, Mm -hmm. Like they just, I mean, it was an insane insanely fruitful like pairing and collaboration and and that future sex sure. album is in the middle of all that and man i went back and listened to that this week that album is mm. insane that album is nuts i didn't get i didn't get to it that album though i'm not surprised the like basically the whole opening to that like the first honestly i mean i don't really care that much for until the end of time i don't like slower i feel like ending i don't like ending albums with slow records i feel like that's always a mistake um I, I, I'm not listening to the JT for ballads, man. Get out of here. Um, we'll get there when we talk 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Um, that f- the first like ten songs, you, you're like shot out of a cannon. It's like yeah. it's 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 just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Intro, sexy back, sexy ladies. Let me talk to you, my love, love stone. What goes around, shot me up, damn girl, summer love, set the mood. And then until the end of time, like, yeah. And even if you replace the original version with Beyonce, I think there's still, there's still some value there. I like that record a lot, but then like losing my way and then all over again. I mean, that's, I mean, that's also like, that's because that's the deluxe that they like put on, they put out later. You know what I mean? Like the original, losing my way is okay. The original album ends at 12 songs. So like they had kind of the right idea. Um, 
Yeah. No, they just have the deluxe has a, a, a remix of Sexy Back with Missy and then the Sexy Ladies remix with 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very right, 2006, sure. 2007 thing. 100 AO technology. Well, that also comes out of that. Yeah, exactly. She worked the pole. Worked, oh my God, that's a terrible song. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I need to go back and listen to that album because I haven't heard it in a long time. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, let us know if you're wherever you're listening to this yeah, at, yeah. be it your, your, your platforms, Patreon, Twitter, wherever. Um, you know, what what do you remember about this album? Um, this 2020 album? Yeah. Yeah, 2020. I'm sorry. 2020 where were you what were your initial thoughts before we even get into the album yeah, just yeah. tell us like where were you in 2013 and like maybe the the, the significance of this to maybe something that you had going on all right man you want to do a, an old school track by track man have not done this in a long time i figured this it. album's so old i gotta play little snippets of each of each uh song right all right let's do it all right this is a uh, push a love girl man Everybody, everybody knows what everybody wanted is. those strings and those horns hey little mama you gotta ask me if I want to. All right, I saw him play. That's, that's enough. So people can remember what's going on with that. Um, I kind of forgot about the early 2000s, like, nostalgia. It's amazing that I forgot about it. Who's Mr. Biggest Mayor Hawthorne fan in the early 2000s possible, right? Like, that kind of, like, nostalgic... There's a lot of that sprinkled in this album, actually. Like, we're going to have horn sections. We're going to bring in these string sections. We're going to, like, have male artists who are like, oh, they're getting in their suit and tie, literally, in this album. Or, like, whatever. And we're kind of doing a little, like, throwback Motowny kind of thing. Like, everybody was all over that. I just added Where Does This Door Go to my Apple Music because I forgot <laughs> about that album that I absolutely oh, love. You know, that album's got, man, he got some good records from Pharrell on that. I forgot about that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That album, that album was great. I want to know how what it sounds like now, what it yeah. feels like now. But man, that and you make a great point because it was like maybe a little, maybe a little jacket for beats there on 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 some some of the very subtle elements. Yeah, I of mean, this a album. lot of people were doing were doing records like that. You know, it was all this kind of like. I mean, but also I feel like that kind of like hearkening back to some of that stuff that was just in the like Obama era culture. This is like the time of Mad Men. <laughs> Like when everyone was all of a sudden like, oh, I need to get the suits that look like, like, you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. fashion and culture and music. We were all looking a little backward at that point. You, you jumping ahead a little bit. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, because of the very next song. Well, we sure, sure. Um, people lost. Okay, but I, yeah, I hear you. I, I was just gonna say, I hear you about your, your explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how do you, here in Push a Love Girl 10 years later, what do you, what do you think? Man, that hook is so pretty. Mm. It's a really dope record. Um, he gets that falsetto going yeah for sure um and i remember being like man this is hard and then timbaland says <laughs> the song ends three minutes and 20 yeah. seconds great perfect uh-huh. cool perfect time to transition into dun, dun, right dun, 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 yeah. right to pick up timbaland's like nope, nope we're gonna stay right here and for another four minutes five minutes because this song is eight minutes eight long minutes long I'm like, dude, for the intro, yeah, 
but I get it. They're trying stuff. Nobody was doing this back then. No. Like I, I, I respect when musicians like let's just try some stuff. Maybe this felt really good in the studio. That doesn't necessarily always transition into like the listener experience because they weren't there with you when you were creating it. Um, or maybe there's all these elements like on some Rick Rubin Yeezus stuff. There's all these elements in the song that you wanted to like keep somehow, but it didn't fit in like the the body of the song. So you create space for that to exist. Maybe I don't know. But I don't need the the next five minutes of this at all, it, at all. It's it's funny because like when you hear, you know, it's called Push a Love Girl, and if you listen, you might not pick up the first time that you're like, oh, I get it. There's a drug illusion going on here, but that's don't worry because the whole five minute outro makes it very clear. They're, they they decide they were like, you know what? What if they didn't understand what we meant by Push a Love Girl? Let's really dig deep into the <laughs> into the comparison here. What are you talking about? Coke? <laughs> no, like the whole, they're literally naming drugs. Like you're my, like in uh, the second half of, the, of, of that outro, uh, they're okay, like being, okay. and, and, it, yeah, they did I the thing where they're like afraid that people didn't get the like, oh, you didn't get it. No, I'm really going to explain it to you. But it's fine. They're being super meta and they're explaining, yeah, they're explaining fine. the metaphor, which is what you don't. Save that for the commentary. People who buy the DVD, they'll get the commentary. Yeah. They want the explanation. They can get that there. Yeah. Okay. You're right, though. If this is just like a nicely, tightly packed, like three and a half, four minute song, it's a nice little opener, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think this record's yep. good. I, th- I loved it at the time. I think this record's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I like the I like the hook for sure. I like the hook a lot. All right. We are, we already alluded to it because it's hard to talk about this album, not talk about this record, but we got to talk about suit and tie. Oh, you're gonna play suit and tie. Okay. Get his grown man on. of all yeah. another elaborate intro Very which elaborate, is a, yeah. a theme it's a theme for this whole theme album. on this album mm-hmm. um this i would say if if any song um had legs after this it's suit and tie yeah though another song later on on the album is probably more successful i don't really hear that song anymore i still go outside and hear suit and tie yeah yeah i mean man they I mean, people lost their mind when this album came out. I mean, when this song came out, right? They performed this at yeah. the Grammys. Um, okay. But again, speaking of that, like trying to harken back a little bit to the retro sound, the aesthetic of the video, mm. the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. Um, yeah, it was very 2013. Very 2013. Yeah. With that said, it's it's a good song. Um, it's a good song. The J verse is cool. Like, it's a good song. Yeah. It's, you know, we were talking about earlier about the, that 06, 07 run that, that Timbo and JT and Danger went on. It's kind of, I mean, maybe not as uh, historically successful, but like at the time it seemed like they were kind of doing something similar with J-Rock, who's the co-producer, who's 
uh, Tim's co-producer on this project because they did mm-hmm. this. They did a chunk of Magna Carta Holy Grail. They did records on it's the Beyonce flex. project that came out later this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And then they went and they kind of did stuff. They did and we, 2020 part two. We will reference at some point. We are not doing a track by track of that. Right. But like, Oh, I listened to that. Oh. Okay, good. Like, but we should reference. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like it's, it's se- the experience. It seemed like, um, like they had kind of done it again. You know what I mean? Especially like in mid 20, in mid 2013. So like the album's been successful. We, mm-hmm. we we hear rumors about Jay's thing coming. Maybe even like you could even point to the peak of it is like when they dropped the commercial during the NBA finals, right? For mm-hmm. Magna Carta Holy Grail. That's before 2020 part two comes out. That's before Magna Carta Holy Grail comes out. And they they tease Holy Grail in that mm-hmm. commercial. That right there, that's the peak <laughs> for this for yeah. this sound. It will never get yeah. better than how people felt about it at that moment. Cause it's amazing. That's a, that's an interesting point. If if Holy Grail comes out six months before it actually does the song, yeah, yeah. six months before, eight months before, right. is it received differently? Because mm. I think people heard it and were like, it was like a oh, but then people settled and they were like, uh. Mm. But nobody, of course, in hindsight now, everybody you hear more people say that that record is not crazy. I think you and I were, were alone on an island at the time, saying like, yo, this song's kind of kind of trash yeah especially because like the for whatever reason the way they played it in that commercial made it sound incredible yes well again elaborate intros yeah and that works for that you know because the story of that record right is like there was pieces of it that the dream and jay had from the watch the throne sessions that he saved Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. he hooked it up to this you know he sees oh jt timbo this new guy Mm j-rock they hook themselves up to the machine and this is what he got. That's yeah. how these things work sometimes, you know? No, for sure. And especially in Jay-Z's case. In a always, sense, you could say, especially, especially in, in, in Timberlake's case, right? Like, first album, he gets to hook himself up to Neptune's, Tim, Scott Storch. I mean, like, all right. In 2002. Yeah. Then then twenty, then 2006, you know, Tim's second, second, third run, whatever you want to classify Tim's career, right? He gets yeah, in yeah. right in the middle and he's songwriting and he's helping too, but like he's he's there alongside, you know, that whole ride. So like And a lot of the artists that were featured on that album too, T I, Three Six Mafia just coming off the Grammy yeah, win. It was a good time, man. He had he had really yeah. good timing, you know. So I think yeah. you have to. For sure. Yeah. Things are all about timing, especially in the music industry for sure. So how do you feel about Soon Time overall? Like I think it's yeah, it's, it's good. Good record. It's a good record. Good record. Good, good record. record. It actually I would say, man, and this is a this is a some of these songs actually have aged pretty well. Oh, that's interesting. And this is one of the songs to me that has that has aged pretty well. Well, I'm gonna be curious how you feel about this next record because I really like this record. Again, these intros. realize that's Timbaland singing listen this beat is ridiculous I love this record <sighs> fun fact yeah I don't know if I shared this on the show but like I don't like this song I know you don't that's why I was curious how it okay felt. that's what it was, nah. how, I was curious how you felt 10 years later nah not for me I don't need it oh to me like not this is me. when the album finally picks up is with don't hold the wall 
I mean, it's got good energy to it. I just don't like the song. I like the hook. I like the beat. The breakdown is mostly pretty good. Because, of course, this song is seven <laughs> minutes and 11 seconds long. Timbaland's like, <laughs> let's get to it. Um, well, because 2020, like, they, the original, like, they, they finished a lot of these records pretty early. Like, they finished them in 2012. And then they went back and they start and they like finish them off and build out the mm-hmm. the extra parts to them and that's when they started doing part 2 right is they kind of got that second wind in the studio and stuff like that mm. so like you can ima- yeah there's like a world where you can mm. imagine like i wonder what this album would sound like if somebody was like with maybe a couple exceptions was like let's trim away some of these could we make this tighter <laughs> see i i thought and but the way volume 2 plays out is very much like throwaways uh-huh but yeah. that's it. But if, judging by what you just shared, it was it was a uh, it was a second win. It was a second win. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm I'm good with. I don't, I don't I don't I don't need this song. I like Don't Hold the Wall a lot. This yeah. is my favorite. So far, is my favorite record, favorite song on the album. I like this record. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like Timbo's in his bag a little bit. Like this is a, a record like Don't Hold the Wall. That's what I, that's what I want to hear from Timbo. I'm with you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Um. Next up is Strawberry Bubblegum, a record I used to love, and I can't wait to hear what you think about this 10 years later. Hey, pretty lady. <laughs> this goes out to you. This goes out to you. This is all 10. I know I see you like a thousand times. But every day still feels like the first day. you like this record i do yeah even though now it's like i don't know man the deep voice going pretty lady it's like (laughs) listen i'll say it timbaland's a creep i'll say it (laughs) look he's got some creep or he at least has i'll say this because i don't know him as a person but he has creepy moments throughout his musical career he does and if you are a fan of Timbaland and you want to remain a fan of Timbaland, don't ever watch a video of him talking about how he felt about Aaliyah. Don't do it. Don't ever do it. And why he married his wife. Don't do it. You're good. <laughs> I mean, that's like an open. It I, is, I feel like but a it's lot also like, that. man. But nobody, but we're going to talk about backlash and stuff oh. for a minute. When that came out, people were like, all right. It was one of those things was like you find out the weird family secret and instead of addressing it, you're just kind of like you're so grossed out by it. You just try to uh, avoid it at all costs. Right. That's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah. So Strawberry anyway, Bubblegum. Anyway, no, I, yes, I love this song still. This song still feels really good. This is a case where the, the beat switch at the end I actually like. Yeah. I'm not I think mad that, at it. I think the outro was fine, but I really, I really like Strawberry Bubblegum, even though there's not really a lot to it. It's actually kind of pretty simplistic. And yes. the lyrics are a little juvenile at times but like it's okay it mostly works you know sure <laughs> you know who we haven't talked about so far who who co-writes every single song on this project is, is Fauntleroy does he really he does so shout the, out to Fauntleroy yeah every okay. record is produced by Timbo J-Rock with like 
basically like Timberlake always does like vocal product. Like he always does his own like vocal arrangements and stuff like that. And then every yeah. single record is written by Fontaroy and, and, and JT. But this is 2013. So this is also coming off of that cocaine 80s run that maybe wasn't the biggest, but I felt like it had the attention of a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Like a lot of, a lot of really like important creative musical people. Like everybody I know who was around during that era loves that. So I'm not surprised that maybe either somebody, if not Justin himself, yeah. somebody from his camp, Timbaland was like, no, we need to commission right. him for Bring him for in. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Did, I feel like he should have had a bigger career, right? Who found Yeah. I mean, he's one of those people where like, he did a lot of a great writing for people. Yeah. Um, but his own stuff didn't really take off like that. But it's, he didn't really seem all that pressed. I, I yeah some people some sometimes you look at somebody and you're like do you really want to be in the public eye that much or do you just want to yeah. like hang back get your writing credits do a couple records when you feel like it and get paid and be happy that seems like James Fonseroy to yeah. me at least that's how that's how that's the vibe that's yeah. what I got yep 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 yeah I love I love this song I actually like the switch on here this should have been and and I like the fact that you pointed out how simplistic this yeah. is coming off of how busy don't oh. hold the wall is to me I like. I like busy Tim records for the most part. For sure. For sure. Tim is doing, Tim is like, <laughs> well, we're going to get there. Using, Tim's about to do a whole lot. Okay. He's using every single sound on his keyboard. Like I want to, I just bought this, you know, it's like when you get a new, you get a new toy, like, yo, I want to use every single feature that this toy has. Yeah. And he did that on Don't Hold the Wall. So he's like, yeah, let's, let's strip it down and turn it down a little bit for, sure. for Strawberry Bubblegum. But I still like this song for sure. Yeah, it's not really a Neptunesy kind of record, but like in a different world, you can imagine it's the closest on this album. You almost get to like a Pharrellish kind of R and B record in a way, not quite, but like uh, just because it is a little more stripped down in a way that like sometimes Pharrell can make his his records kind of like it's not really, but yeah. like it's the closest. There's another record I think that does it a little, gets a little closer than that. But oh, I, I hear what you're saying though. Yeah, it's another a little bit closer. Sure. We're about to we're about to talk about it too. Oh, Pharrell went through a whole retro run too in the early, like in that 2014 yeah. era. Oh, I forgot about that. That's the girl era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the girl era. Oof. That's another album that's been memory hold. Everybody remembers Happy. Oof. Nothing else. Everybody remember. Nothing else. What else is on that album? Hold on. I feel like I liked that album a lot when it came out. Uh, Brand new Marilyn Monroe, Hunter, Gush, Happy, Come Get It, Babe, Gust of Wind, Lost Queen, Know Who You Are, It Girl, and Smile. I feel like I liked a lot of these records for some reason. I only re- I remember Come Get It, Babe. Yep. I remember Marilyn Monroe. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Strawberry Bubblegum. It's a good record. Really good record. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like the little run around here right now. For sure, okay. nothing, nothing trash at all. all right. on this I want to talk so about it now. We got to talk about a song that I absolutely loved ten years ago. I don't, I don't really know if how I feel about it ten years later. This is Tunnel Vision. What can I say? I like I like a certain kind of Timbo R&B record. 
he was trying, mm. you know, uh, he's like, how much vocal percussion can I put in this beat? <laughs> um, we're going to get there again with mirrors, right? Where he like tries to make a certain kind of like big epic yes. sounding, uh, epic sounding record. I love this when it came out to me, it's good. Like it's not upper echelon Timbo, but it's good. I do love the second half, the switch on this. I really like, mm. how do you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, yeah. This was a stronger record in 2013. Mm. Hearing it now, it's like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. I think you're right. Like a B-grade Timbaland. And I mean, an A-grade Timbaland is incredible, right? So to say something is B-grade Timbaland is not a, it's not a slight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's okay. It's cool. <laughs> this was supposed cool. to be a big single for this album. You oh, want to talk okay. about an all-time fumble. So we've alluded to 2020 part two, right? So they must've just been feeling so confident about what they were doing. So they, in the, in the summer, early summer, they put out tunnel vision as a single. And you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not surprising. You know, it's funny considering their reputation. Sometimes maybe they should stay away from it, but it's kind of a pervy video, you know, it's called tunnel vision, okay. you know, I don't know. I don't feel like, I feel like they kind of like overthought the video a little too much. You know what I mean? Like sometimes artists do that where they got like, the first couple singles are so successful. They're like, we're going for the big budget. And then they just kind of like do too much. But um, they put that out. And then like within weeks, they start promoting 2020 part two. And they put out um, uh, Take Back the Night. And which yeah. it's an all time. Honestly, it's kind of like we don't. It's an all time bag fumble. Like the the to me, the um, the playbook is so easy not easy i mean you have Mm -hmm. to execute but like it's the confessions playbook right where yes you've got the big album you put out a bunch of singles if you've got extra stuff then you find you narrow it down you find like the one best one that's your like fourth single and it's the deluxe right yeah it was my boo for for usher right Mm. he he could have had even more singles but he just kind of left that where it was you know yeah but like if he would have let Tunnel Vision do its thing and then picked out of the out of 2020 part two, if he would have picked like the four or five records that they really love the most, had one of them be the single, put that out as a deluxe or an extended edition or whatever you want to call it, and then ride that off into the 2020 world tour, that's a very different memory that people have of this whole Timberlake era. Instead, they rush in to 2020 part two. They rush in to take back the night which they apparently did not realize is the same name as an anti-rape organization. Um, I knew that. Um, I think I, I, I maybe it's but because- they, But I, that organi- the organ- I say the organization was big on college campuses, right? Right, and I was working on a college campus still at that time, so like maybe that's why I knew that. But I was when I heard the I name of that song, I was like, does he know what he's doing? Because- And that lack of awareness- kind of that yeah that lack of awareness kind of follows justin when you're as big as justin don't you just have somebody on staff whose job it is to help keep like just google i agree you come up with a song title you know what just google it <laughs> i agree i agree just have some so same way that rappers have weed carriers just have like a youth on staff yeah or who somebody who can hip. use the internet you know <laughs> yes i mean but that's typically a youth. sure and, you know, they can explain stuff to you, give you, like, some cultural reference or whatever. I mean, he finds that out later, but that kind of... Oh, yeah. When people talk about why, you know, 
Justin sort of fell off. It's yeah. his attempt to, you know, uh, acclimate to those to that youthfulness what, that he faces a little backlash. But we'll 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 get there maybe. Yeah, I mean you're um, right. I think now you almost need like a youth on. If you're like an artist of Justin's stature, you need a youth on staff to be the places where you're not. So like absolutely. I'm too like I'm like yo I'm too old for TikTok. I'm staying off that. But like if I was like an artist putting out, I was trying to be like Timberlake putting out a project like this, I'd be like all right, I need like a youth to listen to this. Like, am I stumbling into like memes that I've missed? Am I like, you know what I mean? Like a sanity right. check from a different perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you brought up a point about the, the, the pervy video for yeah. Tunnel Vision. So it made me think of Blurred Lines. Which comes out the next year. Well, a- according to this, it says 2013. Oh, you're so, right. So- that is 2013. <sighs> also retro-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, and- also, you know, it's basically like, here's the deal. The men are going to be dressed up and the women not wearing much of anything. Not wearing much. So much so, this was like Blurred Lines had a BET uncut style version of the video. Yeah. Like, yo, we, and it's crazy to think about in hindsight, uh-huh. nobody really batted an eye, but, you well, know, they, now it's like, dang, well, they did eventually, yeah. but it's like, dang, we, we're making a BET uncut version of, of, of the biggest song of the year it's kind of you can do that with a record like tip drill a song that's buried deep on the album that's typically how that goes you don't do that with your single that <laughs> that blows your album i up. also think it's just different if you are a pop r&b singer in a weird way like if you're a white pop r&b singer the rather timberlake the, lane yes you're 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 watching you're walking some interesting cultural lines anyway Absolutely. And so, yeah, that bl- Blurred Lines is another fascinating record where it's like, man, nobody wants, like, everybody loved that song. Okay. Everybody loved that record. I feel like, yeah, if you talk about, if you think now, like, the most impactful stuff from like 2013, you would, I don't think you mentioned most of like the quote unquote big records at all. It's stuff like Yeezus or it's stuff like other, maybe even other records. You know what I mean? But like, in For terms sure. of big single, like the big singles from 2013, that's a, that's a weird year, man. Yeah, I'm just looking. Yeah, now I'm looking it up too. I'm like, okay, I need to be more. Okay, there we go. In American music, uh, I don't need a timeline. Top songs. Okay, so okay, Billboard Hot 100 number one songs of 2013. Yeah, Blurred Lines. Uh huh. Macklemore can't hold us. An- another artist who has been memory hold. Who who just came out with an album this week and actually has a primo record on his album that's not bad. Uh, Bauer Harlem Shake. <laughs> what a time uh man listen listen just made me think of the miami that's, what, that's all i think um, of when i hear that yeah uh pink just give me a reason okay bruno mars locked out of heaven more retro more retro uh Katy perry roar okay lord royals yeah eminem and rihanna the monster another song that has been like completely forgotten about I forgot. Yeah, I know Love the Way You Lie. I do right. not know the monster at all. Uh, Macklemore Thrift Shop. Uh-huh. Bruno Mars, When I Was Your Man. And then Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Man. That's where we are. Like, no, first of all, no hip hop outside of Eminem. Right. I mean, no Macklemore, Macklemore, Macklemore. He's rapping. Yeah. But then, no, and I then I'm looking you, at some of these top 20 and yeah, I see. But you get, that's that's the year of uh, Florida Georgia Line and Nelly, though. You get that Cruise remix. You know, shout out to your man, Cornell. <laughs> I forgot about the uh, the Lady Gaga and R. Kelly record. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, uh, F and Problems, ASAP Rocky. 
But that's also oh, this the same is also year as Daft Punk and Pharrell get lucky. That yeah. can't, oh, it is. It is. How did that only go to number two? I don't know, man. Huh? That's what I mean. So like, you get a lot of records that people have completely forgotten about. Gangnam Style. Mm. The time. Yeah, man. The time. Imagine Dragons are around. Hold on, we're going home. Uh, fun some nights. Yeah. Yeah. Is is this We Are Young too? I think that might be no, earlier. The year before. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Taylor Swift for never getting back together. You don't even know it. Yeah. None of these songs get mentioned. None of them. <laughs> We've all forgotten about 2013 collectively. That's crazy. Yeah. Outside of yeah, effing problems. That's the only one I still hear. You still hear about yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Lil Wayne. Okay, here's the hip hop. Love me, Lil Wayne featuring Drake in, in Future. That's a that's a B grade Drake stimulus package. Come on. Hey, that's where we at. All right. <sighs> okay. Back to Justin. Let's. Yes. Um. Yeah. All right. We talked about Tunnel Vision. Oh, okay. We got to talk about this record. Everybody's looking for the flyest thing to say. Flyest thing to say. But I just want to fly away with you. I forgot this record had a big old guitar solo at the end. I don't like these verses. Yeah. This is a this is a hook heavy song. Mm. This song this song relies heavy on the hook. Hook is it's a good hook. Good hook. The, but ah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> this is a song <laughs> that tells me that somebody was listening to Terry's Nash because between the guitar solo okay and every and like just the like the big like synth sound like i don't know the 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 like i don't know to me i'm like this just call it call him Terrius. he's around it's interesting now as you think because Terrius did a lot of that like you do like run-on sentence singing <laughs> he would do that but like he pulled it off he pulled it off yeah i never thought about this being a a, a dream interpretation it's such huh. a to me i hear this i'm like this might as well just, just call the dream man He's there. Mm. He's around. He's around. He'll definitely write for Justin Timberlake. He, 100%. I mean, they, he ends up working. You know, they end up working on Holy Grail. It's fine. Okay, so, but who writes this song? I mean, it's Fontelroy and, and, and Timberlake. Right? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's not oh, thing, but like, Fontelroy, I'm sure Fontelroy worked with, with Terrius. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm positive he has. They were all in the, in the Def Jam. But, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, at some point, I'm going to need, with all the talent that was in the, in the building at Def Jam, like I'm gonna need like a, I need like a, a thirty for thirty style breakdown of like what happened to Def Jam in the early two thousands. I don't understand. I think Def Jam during that time still coming off of like the Jay Z presidency, and for a long time Def Jam has been trying to find its identity, and it's always tried to find its identity like through hip hop. Yeah. So they had it. They had that brief moment of Def Soul because mm-hmm. that's music Soul Child. That's a few, but like they did really well with Def Soul. Yeah. Um. But I think they always like hung their laurels on like we are hip hop. When people think yeah. of hip hop, they think of Def Jam records. And instead of pivoting, mm-hmm. not realizing you have Frank Ocean on your on right. your label, Fontelroy, like you got all these great artists on your label, you can pivot into R and B. You're like, no, hip hop. Who who are the who are the hip hop artists on Def Jam? Let's right just now? let's just look at Def. No, no, absolutely not. In 2013, that could be that could be complicated to figure out. Let's see. Yeah, it's very complicated. But I, we can see, see just that. who put out albums at least. 
Yeah, that they didn't give me what I. So need. that's like Trinidad James, Kanye, yep. Big Sean. Honestly, a lot of that. Yeah, so like Two Chains, hmm. The Dream. Oh, Foreplay. Oh man, Foreplay. Good album. Good album. My four. The four point five is is tremendous. Four point five <laughs> play is tremendous. Uh, I don't think I have that oh, anymore. Oh, it's so good. Somehow he put out Foreplay and didn't include like. F my brains out and all those other records, which are um, insane upper echelon yeah. Terry's Nash records. Anyway, um, who are these people? I'm on Def Jam's website now. Alicia Cara yeah. signed to Def Jam, really? <laughs> okay, all right. We we can we can keep going. I'm just yeah, now. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like look at yeah. So spaceship. Oh, I mean, Upper Spaceship Coop is, is 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 a good record. It's not my favorite. Man, you don't like it? All right. The it's hook. All right. The hook is the hook is the hook is dope. That's pretty much it's it. cool. It's a cool record. How about that? Yeah. It's cool. Okay. And he's still got DMX on here. Come on, man. Listen. Rest. Anyway. Okay. The fact, like, yeah. I'll say this about Def Jam and we can move on. You know how, like, in, so, like, when I think about the NBA, like, some players just stay with their team long enough that they, like, sure. even when they're done, they still get that last contract. They, they, they're going to uh, retire. They're going to retire. You done as Haslam. Or, or like, honestly, like, that last Kobe contract, you know, he, he, got, the, oh, he sure. got a big paycheck. He was going to retire a Laker. Mm-hmm. The fact that LL Cool J had to put out an album on his own, the man who literally helped make Def Jam, who gave them hits in three different decades, had to go yeah. somewhere else for his last album. Absolutely. What? Come on, man. You you heard he had a whole album with Q-Tip that he just recently scrapped. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But if it felt like the wording of it felt like he didn't feel confident in it maybe just as an artist and sometimes you allow that to, to get the best of you if you don't have the right voices in your ear like affirming that interesting um you know who else is signed to def jam uh, I, I really want to move on oh he oh i'm sorry he i thought it was a troll he announced that oh, he was, was canceling it? his album but then he took it back he's putting out <laughs> he's putting it out justin bieber is signed to def jam i think they're just Rihanna a label signed to def jam. they're just a label now it's just a name yeah i don't know who any tiana taylor's on def jam yeah, those are the two biggest artists far and away. But they still got Jeezy on here. They got Hit Boy on here. They got JD Kiss on here. Yeah. If I'm looking at major, the biggest like current artist I see here that's signed to them, biggest major rapper that's young is, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Good for them. Shout out to Def Jam. Yeah, no, it's interesting because like I, I, at a minimum, you would assume that like they would be trying that they would be at least signing all the up and coming like New York drill artists and they were trying to be making their, their way. Like if nothing else, I always associate Def Jam with like, they're going to have New York artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, these look like a lot of New York drill artists, yeah, but and I'm I just, also I don't, old I don't know if any of them has hit. You know what I mean? For sure. And listen, whenever my daughter said, I just let her get the ox. I don't know who <laughs> they just take whatever. Wow. I know we was joking about drill artists sample anything, but they listened to that episode of CRS and they sample anything. And they just scream and and do gunshots and ugh. anyway. Anyway. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash CRS podcast or clockradiospeakers.com.